Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Tao podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Inbar Yago, Director of Content and Product Marketing at Lusha, a go-to-market intelligence platform designed for sales, marketing and recruitment teams, joins us in this episode of the Sales Star podcast to chat about a few marketing tips that are crucial to current day B2B marketing challenges. Inbar, it's really good to have you here. We're so excited to hear from you. We know that you've worked in the generative AI space, you've also launched or helped launch a company that had its own generative AI product. So today's conversation is primarily going to be about marketing best practices for the B2B tech domain, as well as the impact, the growing impact of AI in this segment. Inbar, before we dive in, it would be great if you can tell us more about yourself, your journey through the years. And of course, we'd love to know more about your role at Lusha as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Paroma. This is really great. Really excited to dive into all these topics. Basically about me, I describe myself as a film school refugee. I actually have a master's of fine arts in film directing from the American Film Institute Conservatory. I often joke it's the lowest ROI degree in history because I ended up not doing much with it. Very quickly after I finished my MFA, I transitioned into content marketing, product marketing, and then basically found my way into marketing leadership. So I've been a VP marketing at early stage startups, including a generative AI startup called AnyWord, which has now actually been around for a few years and has over a million users. I'm really proud of bringing that to market and actually naming the product. I'm currently director of content and product marketing at Lucia. I was brought in about 10 months ago to help a business pivot into a more sales-led organization. So Lucia is very much like a user-friendly product-led product but we have been opening ourselves up to a more sales-led motion and creating a broader suite of products that will also help leadership and broader go-to-market teams. And so I was brought in to help shape the narrative around that, build up a content marketing program, and then really help our product marketing team grow and focus on this much broader offering that we now have in the market. That's great to know about. We're definitely keen on learning more about this. So when it comes to marketing, you've been taking care of a lot of associated functions that fall under the marketing radar. And we'd like to show from you, given that you've led so many teams over the years, how do you drive the basics when it comes to marketing? There are all these different fundamentals that a marketing leader needs to look into, the brand essence, the content marketing, the channels used, the end-to-end digital journey that is being showcased to the end user, how do they get to the website? How do they actually navigate what their experience as well as interest really is and tracking all of this? So there are various aspects when it comes to marketing today. And there are various fundamentals that a marketing leader has to directly look into. So we'd like your point of view. When it comes to modern marketing essentials, how do you usually format your internal processes or strategies? How do you drive ROI? And what are some best practices you've come away with over the years? So, okay, there's a couple of different things here. First, I'll quickly touch on internal process, and that is being mostly at startups in my career, there's, you're very often artificially growing your team much quicker than you would say in a very established business. So for example, at Lucia, because we were, we've been growing specifically the product marketing and content marketing disciplines, I came in, I had three direct reports. I now have a team of eight. 
right? And so when you have that many people onboarding at once, there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of new process that needs to be built. I'm kind of a believer in let's get started and then try to solve the problems once they arise. I'm a big believer in empathy and I'm a big believer in transparency of communication. And so I always tell my teams, and this is actually not just true about roles and responsibilities. This is true of any marketing effort. Let's start it. Let's get an, an idea of what we want to achieve. Of course, we absolutely need to be KPI oriented in everything that we do, but we need to start something because until you start it, you don't really know what problems you're going to come into. You don't really know the results. And I think that's true of anything new. So I take that philosophy when building my team. So we ran as a full team for about two to three months. And then once we started understanding where everybody kind of landed, then we basically built a RACI framework. RACI is R-A-C-I, Responsible, Accountable, Consulted, Informed. We put together on a spreadsheet a full list of every single thing that the team does. And then who on the team is responsible for it, accountable for it, who is, needs to be a part of the process and needs to sign off, who just needs to know about it as an FYI. And that's a living document for us, right? So when in doubt, we open up that document, we understand who's responsible, we understand who needs to be consulted on certain content pieces or certain enablement pieces or anything else really. And that's a map, that's something that doesn't die once you do it. We consult it frequently. And I encourage my team to look at it. And I also realize that it's something that also changes. If the last three years have taught us anything is that the only constant in our lives is change. There have been three absolute end-to-end -end revolutions in the last three years. I would even say even four. Like if we look at COVID, the tech boom and the great resignation, and then you go into this economic downturn and the rise of generative AI, all of these things have happened in a really, really crazy short time. And so as a leader, you need to be able to change frequently and to manage that change well. So we start with that. We get started and we get to work. And once things work, then we build in processes that make sense to the way we work. And of course, the second piece of it is once we got started, that means we also have data. And once we manage to collect data, that means we can optimize towards that data to improve that data. We can look at what goals are we reaching? What numbers are we hitting? How can we improve it? And then you're, so you're constantly on an, on a data-driven kind of mission to optimize and build. Does, hopefully that makes sense. Absolutely. It definitely does. And while this part is very essential for most teams to get started, of course, and also to align and build those internal processes in, and improve on it on a real-time basis because like you rightly said there's so much change anyway happening all the time there's so many new products new innovations new buzzwords as well in the marketplace it's important for marketers as a team to keep up and to also be able to be very fluid in how they how they sustain their campaigns as well as meet yeah. current day challenges and because all our campaigns in this segment are they tend to be long, they are long-winded. So we have to take a lot of other factors into account to ensure we're getting the right ROI in as well as reaching the relevant audiences. So this is the next question we'd like to like pose here. What are, When it comes to one of the key challenges after talking to a whole host of marketers, even salespeople. So one, one big problem now that most brands are faced with is that the digital marketplace, the online marketplace is extremely crowded. It's harder to break through the noise. The other bit is driving actual 
ROI driven engagement from the most relevant audiences. So you could have your audience base, you could have your target audience ready, you know you want to go to, but they're already being bombarded by a thousand other brands with similar yeah. offerings. So what key practices do you feel B2B marketers, especially because they're the ones who marketing is changing, it's becoming more performance driven, it's meant to fuel pipelines for sales. So what key yeah. practices can B2B marketers keep in mind to help solve this challenge, which is essentially breaking through the noise, but also driving the right kind of engagement from the right kind of audiences. What's your take on this? So I've actually got two points here and I'll speak to both of them. Thing one is don't do everything. Less is more. <laughs> and thing two is we have to think outside of our own owned channels, right? So, so thing one, I just said, Hey, get started, get moving, do start doing things. Don't wait to do things. That's very true, but you know, you can, very easily get lost if you spread yourself too thin. And a lot of times a good practice is actually to go niche. So if your entire landscape is competing over the same subjects, over the same keywords, over the same audience, you can all do the race to try to get all of the pie. But if you have a big addressable market, you can say, you know what, I'm going to go after this particular sliver of pie and I'm going to concentrate on what is important to them. And I'm going to talk to them consistently and regularly. And then rather than fighting for scraps, all of a sudden you own the category. And so I think that that's really important. And it's something I, I actually did not do well for most of my career. I was like, let's do everything. We want to do influencer marketing. We want to do content marketing. We want to do paid on social and on search and on this and on that. It can get very, very overwhelming. And especially, by the way, especially this is true for lean teams. But I think this is true for big teams too. So my first argument is focus. Decide what's important to you. And if that means that you're only going off after a niche, that's fine. Be really good at that niche and you'll be able to succeed. And then the other thing is thinking outside owned media. This is almost cliche to say we live in a creator economy today. Most art audiences flock to TikTok, audiences flock to podcasts, to social media. It's not really what influencer marketing was 10 years ago. I think it goes deeper than that. There's a certain grassroots creator economy that's been built over the last few years through the birth of TikTok, through COVID lockdowns, where people really started building audiences over telling really authentic personal stories. And I think that some that, you know, a thing that marketers often get into to a trap with is well, okay, let's do a campaign on our social media. Let's put it on our Facebook feed and on our LinkedIn page and on our website. Yeah, that's great, but that's not going to give you actual reach. And that's not really going to resonate with your audience. I think a much better idea is to find reliable creators who resonate with your brand, who can speak authentically about your brand and partner with them to expand your audience. I'm not saying don't do your own social media, or I'm not saying don't do your social media. I'm not saying don't take care of what you need to take care of. I am saying, look out. If you don't look outside of your owned channels, you're not going to get very far. When it comes to the way 
teams are using MarTech or driving their B2B marketing initiatives. What are your latest observations and trends? So of course, AI is not just a buzzword. I think everyone in marketing, everyone who is a marketer today, everyone who's in sales today is very keen on discussing, talking about it, and even knowing more about the benefits of the various AI-powered tools in the market. So of course, there's no marketing conversation that can happen without touching upon a little bit of MarTech and sales tech. When it comes to AI, especially in this segment, how are you seeing MarTech and B2B marketing be impacted on the whole? And what are some of the ways you feel AI tools can be used in a more optimized manner to solve some of the core marketing challenges and improve a brand's marketing efforts? So first, I want to put this in perspective. Good generative AI has been around for several years at this point. ChatGPT was built on a language model initially that, was, that, that really got perfected and was released in API like in late 2020. The thing that has changed, I think, in the generative AI space is that it's become more conversational and more adept at, at abstract models, right? So in the past, programmers would need to build frameworks for GPT-3 to create answers. And now what ChatGPT does is you don't need a programmer to get good generative text. But that doesn't mean that you don't need a marketer to create good content. Okay, there's a very big difference. All, whether you look at GPT-3 or BARD or any other generative AI tool, even the image, the image tools like Midjourney or Dolly, they're trained on existing stuff. So everything that they've learned, especially the language models, they are trained on existing information, which means that if you're relying on them to create original content, by design, that's not going to happen. You can't create original content using something that has been trained on previous content. Where you yes, can use, yeah. So when you where you can use this though is when it comes to scaling and repurposing. So AI is very good at taking a big thing and cutting it up into little things, right? So you can feed a webinar transcript into ChatGPT and ask it to pull insights and, and summarize and create social posts. That'll be it'll be great at doing that. If you ask ChatGPT to create a blog post about anything. It will be something that's already been written about a million times because it was trained on that knowledge, right? So I think what marketers need to embrace is utilizing AI to help their work go quicker, but they also need to understand and educate up. This is also important that the human mind is still critical here. You still need original thought in order to really utilize AI to its best. And you're not going to succeed by just creating more of the same content. That's not going to happen. Like everything else, you need to be original. You need to be unique. And if you rely on AI to generate uniqueness, it's by design not going to be that. I think that was a very interesting point to talk about because I think oftentimes marketers or anyone who's still very enamored by the whole AI trend, they don't realize what you just shared about the fact that there are limitations. It is still important to have a human element, even if you're using a range of AI-driven tools, even AI-driven copywriting technologies and things like that. But this is a very important takeaway. Not a lot of brands know how to use the right prompts to get the right kind of content or to drive the right kind of goals with these tools yet. So while this industry transforms, it'll be interesting to see down the line how AI, maybe AI will be trained to fill the lags here as well. But I think that's like a many couple of years down the line. So we can always wait for that. But I think this has been a very great conversation in Bar and we appreciate the time you've taken to 
talk to us. If there's anything else you'd like to wrap up with before we close for the day, that would be great. It could be anything regards to best practices that you feel marketers should do on a daily basis, even a couple of books or blogs that you think they should follow. Anything before we wrap up. If I wanted to teach the world one thing, it would be that transparency is always better in everything that you do. Whether it's being using honesty and genuine feeling and thought within your marketing programs or whether it's managing teams in a specific way. I think that we, especially we live in a world now where we're very divided by screens and we're very fragmented. And I think the best kind of antidote to that is if we all just accept our genuine selves and accept others' genuine selves. And I think I try to bring that into everything I do, whether it's marketing or parenting my children or managing my team. And if there's, if there's one thing I want to say to the world, it's that. It's transparency is always better. Absolutely. And I think that's it's on a great note that we're getting ready to wrap up this conversation. And we thank you for all these tips, insights, as well as the last two comments and best practices. They'll really come handy to our listeners, I'm sure. Until we meet again for our next conversation, we wish you and the team at Lucia all the very best. Thank you so much, Paroma. It was a pleasure.